You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. ...by Medina Sutrol and really accepted you know, in, in many places throughout the world as Yom HaShoah. And... Um, it's, it's, it's obviously to wrap our heads around um, an incomprehensible events, such as the mass murder of, of, of millions and millions of people for no reason. Um, it still stymies us. And one day is clearly not sufficient. But in respect to those that are using today to think about the Holocaust and think about the staggering death and, and, and horror that occurred. And in line, really, with the Yemei of, of, of Sphira, I know for many people, it's still Chaydish Nisan, and, and they have they don't count, they don't start their Avelis technically until Rishodesh. But for others who aren't taking haircuts, who aren't shaving, and we're thinking, of course, about the students of Rabbi Akiva that died. We're also, of course, thinking about more than just the students. We're thinking about what Sphira Saomer was meant to indicate. Uh, what was the purpose of the mitzvah? What is the purpose of mitzvah counting? And, and, uh, and it's not my opinion. Of course, many people say that the counting is, in a way, uh, a process that one can use to change uh, towards Matam Torah, which is Shruas, but also to even notwithstanding the, what's happening at the end, to use this period for internal change. And if we think about the deaths of those 24,000 students, and we think about the cumulative, the cumulative effect of those 24,000 that died, and how many more people there would have been in the world, and we combine this perhaps with the thoughts of had 6 million Jews lived, how many more Jews there would be, and we think about the terror and the horror of what, what overtook the students of Rabbi Akiva, the terrible death of Gavarni Obama says. Um, there's, of course, theories that, that they were actually um, hunted down by the Romans. But we, we don't need theories for the six million Jews who, who, who were killed in the Holocaust. And perhaps that number is even greater. And we think about that during this period, today and beyond. We are not only perhaps thinking about why are we here, why did we deserve to live, how we can live in a way that justifies ourselves and to learn from what has occurred in the past. I think this week's Parsha um, is instructive. As you can see from the Pusik that I've put up here on the, uh, on the board, uh, Aviyu, of course, were... Um, meant to be the next leaders of the Jewish people. And through their act of, perhaps it was an act that was rash, an act that was ill-considered, um, we know that they came to their deaths, and it was a day that was shocking, because this was the day that was supposed to be the great day of God's revelation to the Jews in a manner that they would be able to deal with it. Unlike what had occurred in uh, Matan Torah, 
where it was so overwhelming that we saw that the Jews sort of stood back and said, Moshe, no, you, you, you speak for us. At the day of the Mishkan, there was a, a complete involvement of the Jewish people. And in many ways, it was, it was, a, it was a method for, for correcting our relationship with God. And yet on that day itself was a day that was tinged with this tragedy, the tragedy of, of the two sons of Aaron, dying in this way, which, again, you know, the fire came from the Kodesh HaKtoshim, the Medrash says, that fire from the Lufnei Hashem, the same fire that they were waiting for to, to accept the Korbanos of Aaron, to start our life with God in a way that we could manage it, came with this horrible price. And, of course, Elozer and Yisam and Aaron are told, you need to keep at your job. You don't do the things which people do in light of death that is that is that is visited been visited upon them. When when death occurs to people that we are close to, as we see from the Pusik, what people do sort of organically is to tear is to tear their clothes, is to is to just let their hair grow wild like we do during Sphira in a sense of we don't care about ourselves. It's, it's sort of like we're not into our own bodies and into our own uh, prettiness and self-involvement. We actually are, we, we, we disconnect. It doesn't say that we fast. It doesn't say that we flagellate ourselves, which is part of what I was uh, in the blurb that I sent out to everybody. But clearly the people are told, even though you would want to do this, you don't do this. Your brethren. Your brethren. They will cry over at this moment, at this sarefa, this, this that, 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 that has been consumed. Now, um, Rashi, as you can see, As you can see, Rashi says that what does it mean that the Sreifasher Sarif Hashem, that we have to cry for that, that B'nai Yisrael are crying? Rashi points out, Mikan Shet Sarosim Shal Talmidim Chachomim Mutelis Al Hakol His Avilbo. Now, the normal pshat in this passage without Rashi would be, everybody will cry over their deaths. You can't, but everyone else will. You they will take your place. Everyone, when, when, when someone close to you dies, of course you need to show pain and frustration and respect and, and, and think about it. And that needs to be embodied in something that you're doing. Not just in a mental attitude, but also in, in something that, 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 that shows itself in a physical way. Sort of the reason why when we're in Avelis, again, we don't shave and we, we let ourselves go and we rip our clothing at the time. But you can't do that, Aaron, no, the Elohim uh, uh, and Asomar. The rest of Klal Yisrael, they'll do the mourning for you. They'll cry and they'll be in pain. But Rashi doesn't say that exactly. Rashi says, 
tzaroton shol talmidim chachomim muteles al akol lisavuvo. Doesn't say the death of the talmidim chachomim. Rashi says the tsar, the tsar, the the difficult situation that talmidim chachomim are having. We share their pain. We equate ourselves with their pain. So we're really talking about our own and and Elazar and Isamar. They're your brothers, Achechem. And they feel for you. You are in pain, the Talmud Chacham. And they, in a way, will cry, not over your brothers. They'll cry on your behalf. Because the Tzor of the Talmud Chacham, Muteres Alakolis Abogo. When a Talmud Chacham is Bitzar, we have to be bizarre as well. The Talmud Chachamim represent, in, the, in terms of Chazal, sort of the, the epitome of our people. They're sort of the head, and we are sort of part of that. And therefore, if our own is suffering, if, if, if none of, if Allah is suffering, we need to share in their suffering, and we can do it, because we're not working in the Beis HaMikdosh. That's the Pshad and Rashi. Not that we're crying over Nodavaviu. It's the sorrow of, the, of, of, of our own himself. Now, this is, doesn't seem to be perhaps such a large point, but I think it is. Because it means that we have to feel for the sorrow of every Jew. But specifically, we, rep- we understand the, the status of Talmud HaChachamim. The Talmud HaChachamim represent, they're bigger than themselves. Anyone's pain you need to be empathetic towards. And you need to come and be Menachem Ovel and be connected and, 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 and you can't be cold. But when a Talmud Chochem is Bitzar, that, in a way, has to be your Tzar. The 24,000 Talmudim or Bikiba, whatever you want to say was negative about them, we need to see them in terms of Talmud Chochemim. And in that way, we sort of equate ourselves to their tsar. It's mutelas alako. Again, talking about the show, I think, as, as, as others have pointed out, is almost impossible. But yet we know that, you know, the, and again, I don't want to get into discussion here because I've talked about it in other forums that the great equalizer, when people die in Kiddush Hashem, then Rebbe Hanan Wasserman, of course, was the, one of the greatest Rosh Hashivas who died in Kiddush Hashem, and the simple Jew who perhaps didn't keep so many mitzvahs, who also died in Kiddush Hashem, or was the assimilated Jew who was taken because he, they found out and discovered he was Jew, and all, all of them met their death in a similar ways. Perhaps they were all Kiddush Hashem, and they all are considered tzaddikim or Kiddush. And that's, a, you know, that's a really a topic for a different time. But I think that, that what we have to sort of understand is, is that if, if we have to worry about our own and Elazar Somar and feel their pain, for sure we would have to feel and, and, and be connected to the pain of all those that were, that were butchered and, 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 and tortured uh, during the, the periods of, uh, of the Nazis' rise to power and, and what they were trying to do during the war. We have to, and there is a chiv of lias abelbo. So, how do we do it? Um, what is the best way to do it? And I think that one of the ways that that it makes sense 
is to sort of recognize, as the Rambam says in, in Hilchas Tainis, that what occurred to others could have occurred to you. And we need to search ourselves for our own Averot, our own weaknesses, and try to work on that. So we have to halachically set aside. Now we talk about what, what should we do for Yom HaShoah? What should we do for a day? Perhaps what needs to be done is become better people. And is part of being better people crying or making ourselves better? And, and, and what would be the method of making ourselves better? So for this, let's turn to... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.